Good morning. This is MT Clark, and this is the MT for Christ 24-7 podcast. I'm, um, and uh, today we're, we're here to discuss the Bible uh, with our good friends Arthur and Susanna Sincotti, and our, our good friend Pastor Bob Costello, and my wife Tammy Lynn Clark is here, and this is Bible Study with the Sincottis. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's great to be here. It is great to be here. And I have truly enjoyed this study today. Um, the Lord dropped this in my heart several weeks ago uh, as we were reading through the book of Matthew to camp and park here on Matthew 27. So today's going to be my, my, my grand attempt to grow up. And to be an expository preacher, because we right. are going to exegete, <laughs> grow right. up. I'm going to grow up. Matthew 27 today, we won't get through the whole text, but uh, because... I was going to say, there was, I, I just know, I looked it up and I saw there's 66 verses in this chapter, well, and I'm like, yikes. And there's 66 verses also. Wow. But so I guess we'll be doing this for a while, huh? Last yeah. week, of course, was the um, laying a foundation, talking about the narrative and um uh, that was uh, well i also i'm sorry just a sidetrack i wanted to mention that um last week also was uh beginning of lent right. which many liturgical churches uh celebrate the season of lent yeah. uh, which uh um i asked i remember years ago when i was teaching a kids bible study class uh, they, young uh, maybe 10 10 or 12 years old i asked if anybody knew what what lent was and uh Halden grossman said that it's the the stuff that gets in the bottom of the dryer you know <laughs> the bottom of the dryer so uh i, I hope we'll all that, uh, oh. embrace yeah, the chat <laughs> but um we love he was a it's a uh, middle english word uh that uh, can tr translate springtime from the old English uh, Lechten, Lechten mm -hmm. akin to the old high German Lexen, spring, which means spring. Mm. Uh, and so here we are in, in the season of Lent, charging up to, uh, to Easter and mm. Sunday. And, uh, uh, but today we are going to look at, uh, back to the narrative, we're gonna cut right to the climax. So uh, let's open in prayer. Father, thank you again. Thank you, thank you, Lord, for uh, safe travels here this morning, for gathering us together as a, as a community, Lord, as we, as we gather around the, the campfire of, of your word, yes. Lord God, which uh, enriches us and warms us and nourishes us, yeah. Lord. And as we, we gather around your word, each one of us has, uh, has, is, is sparked with revelation. Yeah. And we're so grateful for that because it's the very thing that we, we long for and yearn for. Yeah. And we ask you, Lord God, to open the eyes of our hearts today as your word is, is open, that we would receive it uh, as truth and um, in power and uh, with gratitude. Yeah. And Lord, uh, um, we are, are going to be changed and we are changed by your word into the yeah. image of your son, yeah. shaped and molded, uh, perfected. Yeah. because of your word lord yeah. god and we're grateful for that Thank and you, holy spirit have your way here this morning in mm -hmm. jesus precious name we pray amen amen i see that your starting verse is one that you and i often quote when we get into a um 
sometimes into verbal battles um, with people who are not necessarily believers or people who are marginal believers and they want to know this and that and this and that. What do you believe? Blah, 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 blah. And how can you believe in a God that's this and this and this? And we just simply say we know nothing except Christ and him crucified. All right. Mm. That is such a, uh, a leveler. Uh, uh, it, it, uh, it's a game changer. Is, uh, Paul, of course, Paul says this in, in 1 Corinthians, to speaking to the church in, in Corinth. And um, it, it, genuinely, as Susanna, sometimes even as Susanna and I banter back and forth over the, what's going on in the world. And you try to understand it. You try to understand the lunacy and the foolishness and 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 that's that just seems so evident to you but obviously to other people it's just not so not so evident that that their actions are just abject foolishness and we 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 try to fill uh, figure it out and then at the end of the conversation like Susanna says we finally come to the conclusion you know what I, I don't know anything except Jesus Christ and him crucified and isn't that sufficient isn't that enough Really, I mean, that is all sufficient, right? Knowing him, uh, Jesus himself said that, that this is eternal life, to know God and Jesus Christ whom, whom he had sent. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to just say, uh, uh, buttress uh, or say, I'm sorry, uh, buttress, uh, <laughs> going right in with the buttress this morning. <laughs> Last week's study with uh, a few, just a, a few remarks, uh, mm-hmm. we were talking about the uh, narrative last week and the narrative nature of the scriptures, how it's a story. Today we have our premier storyteller with us. Uh, <laughs> and I'll tell you, that's therein lies the power of uh, Pastor Bob's uh, preaching because he is such a great storyteller and he always uh, brings that into his, his preaching. And because of it, you know, people remember it and take it with them. Um, so, uh, I, I wanted to say that there's, uh, 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 the, 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 the real essence of the, of, of the scriptures and, and the Christian narrative is, is the element of truth that's involved. Mm. Um, the, the, the Joseph Campbell crowd, the, the coexist crowd would say, for instance, that, uh, well, it, it doesn't really matter if it's true or not. You know, it had, truth has nothing to do with the equation. Just so long as you're enriched by the story and you're you're driven towards some sort of nobility or 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 you know, uh, slay the dragon, uh, pick up the gauntlet, and and go out there and win one for the Gipper. That's all that really matters about the story that you're enriched by it. And truth has nothing to do with it. It doesn't matter if if. Uh, if Muhammad really heard uh, uh, from an angel, it doesn't matter if uh, if any of this stuff really happened. And uh, I'll never forget, I, I used to engage because she was a coworker and she was a Wiccan. And she used to say all the time, well, you know, it's it's all the same, really. Uh, we You say God and, and we say the universe. That is really no difference. And I'm like, well, what do you say when I say Jesus? You know, yeah. Because, what do you, yeah. What do you say when you say that? There, therein mm-hmm. lies the um, the linchpin right mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what I mean when I say I don't determine to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. There's the key element. They don't have anything to say when you say Jesus, no. because no. like l- the last time I checked, 
out of the, I don't know, 14 uh, billion people that have lived on the earth, uh, I can't say that I know this for certain, but I'm pretty sure that all of them have died. Right. <laughs> and stayed dead. And stayed, except for one. <laughs> yeah. Save one. And so um, right. there's the watershed moment right there. Right. And um, we preach Jesus. And, Amen. Uh, and he's the game changer. He's the life changer mm. because he's the author of life, the author mm. and giver of life. And, you know, when we do say that I know nothing except Christ and him crucified, I also like to add and resurrected and yeah. seated at the right hand of the father yeah. and interceding for us right. daily. Exactly. You know, right. and that he's coming back again there, you know, that in, is the truth because so many times when you're, when you're dealing with people who are, you know, the coexist crowd or the, the whatever crowd, you know, they just want every, all roads lead to heaven, blah, blah, blah. Right. Um, when, you know, people over the years, you've wondered, why are the Christians and the Jews often persecuted? Why are they often the ones that people go after right. Right. to get rid of? Right. Well, it's us because we keep saying the same thing. There's one God. There's mm -hmm. one way. Right. There's one truth. Right. And people like that. People don't right. like that. You know, they would rather have lots of truths, lots of ways, lots of lots of, of paths. Yeah, and my uh, my my recent uh, I just did yesterday. I just did a a study that came to me out of nowhere on on being in Christ, and within that blog post, I talked about how you know to acknowledge Jesus as a great teacher or as even a worker of miracles is, is not enough. You know, I can recognize that, you know, pastor Bob has done good works and he's done good teaching, but it doesn't, you know, I don't put my faith in him. Um, you know, and, and, and likewise, uh, you know, I said that, um, you know, even recognizing Jesus as the son of God, uh, really isn't enough. Um, it, it's, it's, you know, I can recognize that someone has, has power and authority, but it doesn't mean I'm under their power and authority. It doesn't mean I, 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 I am personally under it. So to be in Christ, you know, we have to um, not only believe the story, um, but apply the story to our own lives. And, you know, um, when it comes to justification, it's a matter of saying, I'm, when I go to see the father, I am not going to say, well, I, you know, I was, I did more bad than I did. Well, I did more good than bad, uh, you know, um, at certain points in my life, whereas the other way it was uh, more bad than good. But, uh, you know, we're not going to say that we're going to say because of, because I, because Christ paid for my sins. I, I, that's why you should accept me and make, declare me righteous because of what Christ did, not because of what I did. And, um, you know, that was a big difference between being uh, in Christ or close to knowing Christ, you know, close to knowing Christ. And, and that's the difference that the, uh, the Bible's narrative, um, his story um, uh, makes um, that, that that's why uh, that's why. And as for the opposition we get, there is also the, the spiritual realm of darkness that is obviously going to oppose it. So as much as people like to. Um, you know, be, uh, you know, tolerance or to coexist, as you pointed out, Susanna, they, they don't, uh, they don't live that when, when, when the message comes forth of the exclusivity of Jesus Christ to save. Yeah. Uh, so with that said, let's, um, 
let's delve into our text this morning because yeah. the, the, the watershed moment, I believe that even though it may seem premature seasonally, uh, because we're not here at uh, Passion Week yet, but it's always prudent to keep the cross before us and to keep that that sense and that notion, uh, understanding of uh, of uh, his uh, sacrificial love for us. And mm -hmm. it opens one that says, "When when morning came," and uh, this is not, not a mental verse because it, it gives us a timeline of of the events that that have happened. The rooster had crowed, and Peter's denial had just taken place. So. Um, Jesus had been carted off uh, by the crowd uh, into the uh, uh, presence of, of the, the high priests. Jesus is a, 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 for his, and he goes, really endures four trials. Uh, at that point, he, he stands before the, the Annas, the, the high priest's father-in-law, uh, before then before going before Caiaphas, and then uh, the entire uh, Sanhedrin, Sanhedrin means sitting together or council. In, in the New Testament, uh, it was composed of 71 members, a high priest and uh, a vice uh, high priest and 69 other members, scribes, elders, and chief priests uh, may, uh, were its makeup. And it's not clear uh, in, in the text if the entire uh, Sanhedrin uh, met in order to... Uh, concoct this the scheme against Jesus. Um, I uh, didn't get a commentary on that, but I, I would probably be given to think not, because with these um, uh, uh, covert operations, they're usually done kind of in secret by a small group, uh, if, if you know what I mean. Uh, we were well aware that this was a, a mock trial. It was an illegal trial. Uh, they had no jurisdiction or, or right to um, um, uh, expedite this so quickly. So in any event, uh, John uh, 3.19 sheds a little light on this. It says, men love the darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. Mm -hmm. So here it is, through the night, Jesus has endured a, 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 a long night. And through the night, this uh, a cohort of, of evil men have gathered together and uh, with the intention of, uh, of putting Jesus to death. Uh, and, uh, and so uh, Pilate, so they take him by this time when morning came, uh, they took him uh, before Pilate. The text says uh, all the chief priests and the elders, does say all actually, mm. uh, of, of the people uh, plotted against Jesus to put him to death. And when they had bound him, they led him away and delivered him to Pontius Pilate, the governor. So, uh, I mean, pretty unnecessary, right? Binding him and, and uh, dragging him off. He says earlier in the garden, have, have I, sp I spoke openly in the temple. Have, have mm. you become a, a, a criminal since you have clubs and, and, and things of that sort? Oh, yeah, it's, you know, you would say, why would they bind him? Well, it's it's uh, it's the media of the you know of that first first century or whatever, um, yeah. you know. Basically, they're not just going to walk with you know walk with him hand in hand. Uh, they want to present him 
as a dangerous criminal. And so where whoever saw it could bear witness to the fact that this guy is obviously, you know, dangerous. And so, yeah, you know, it's the, the you know, the media of, the, the, of those early days was word of mouth. And uh, yep. so there you go. You want to present a picture of someone who's dangerous and, and uh, guilty. And that's why you tie his hands. And you send a whole battalion of police to arrest him, right. you know, as they, as the, the people, uh, you know, the, 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 the guys in the uh, garden of Gethsemane uh, were, were, a, were a, a, an abundance of people to go get them. Yeah. I, I think I agree with you on that one, Mark, because, the, you know, the, the propaganda of the media is always to sway the people in your favor. Right. Yeah. So if you're bringing Jesus out with a battalion of guards, if you're bringing Jesus out tied up, then you're then you're showing everybody, yeah. oh, this is a terrible man. This is a dangerous man. And then again, it's going to be that word of mouth, like you said, Mark, where uh, mm-hmm. everybody else is going to hear about this quickly. Yeah. And, and and Pilate does it himself, you know, he brings them in front of everyone who would, you know, what should I do with this guy? Crucify him. Okay, I'll wash my hand. I mean, it's it's the theater of the first, you know, the first century or whatever. Right, right. And I just add that it's it's shaming also. Yeah. It, and I can't help but think um, uh, of only just thinking of this now, but we've been praying for him over the past couple of weeks, but his name escapes me, but it's the, the pastor in Canada who has been, you know, arrested, dragged out of his house by the Mounties, handcuffed in front of his kids, arrested for have, having church in, in the middle of COVID. Wow. What, what a uh, uh, public enemy number one right there. So uh, Pilate was, was governor uh, by all sources uh, from, from uh, 26 AD to 37, his his existence was uh, confirmed by an archaeological archaeological dig conducted in Caesarea Maritimia uh, by an Italian uh, archaeologist. So we know it's legit because oh he was goodness. Italian. Oh. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> Antonio Antonio Flora. Uh, that's I think he's my cousin. In 1961, yeah. um, which means uh, it just threw that in because there there was uh, a lot of skepticism uh, around the Gospels because of uh, the uh, lack of evidence of, uh, or archaeological evidence of that Punctious Pilate ever existed or was a real person. So mm-hmm. here we, have, we actually had uh, an archaeological uh, um, evidence and he's uh, mentioned in all four Gospels and he alone held the authority to carry out the death penalty. That mm-hmm. was in the um, the scope or the realm of, of the Jewish Sanhedrin, to mm. uh, now uh, a, a small aside, uh, I'm not sure and, and did not have opportunity to study this out, but I'm not sure how the Sanhedrin got away with stoning Stephen to death. That's uh, that's a big question mark, right? But. Uh, We'll, we'll have to save that study for another occasion. Yeah, yeah. Stephen, I just a case of mob violence. Who did this? And uh, when the cops yeah. showed up, no one was there. You know? <laughs> oh, he fell. He fell and all the stones fell on him somehow. Oh. Yeah, out of the blue. I also think that it's interesting because later on, when you have Paul 
who at that point was Saul during Stephen's uh, stoning, later calls on the fact that he's a Roman citizen and that they can't just arrest him. Right. Mm. So take yeah. me to Rome. Yeah, yeah. I'm going. I need a trial. So mm. I mean, Jesus was a citizen. He would. He was. Rome was in in place there, and he could have evoked. Yeah, I'm a Roman that, citizen. I don't know that he was a Roman citizen. There's, yeah, you know, that's a technicality. But uh, some people paid for their citizenship. Uh, and, okay. Uh, but um, the it, it was a mock trial because he was in, entitled to you know face his accusers to make a defense right. and, and and all those things and. It was, it was mm -hmm. rushed. Um, would you read, we have a, a, a little, a small segue here. Mm -hmm. uh, in the account of, of Judas, we pick up the narrative again, and, and um, there's a small segue about Judas affairs. Would you read from, uh, from mm -hmm. 3 to 10, Susanna, please? <clears throat> then Judas, his betrayer, seeing that he had been condemned, was remorseful and brought back the 30 pieces of silver to the chief priests and elders, saying, I have sinned by betraying innocent blood. And they said, what is that to us? You see it to us. Then he threw down the, th the pieces of silver in the temple and departed and went out and hanged himself. But the chief priest took the silver pieces and said, it's not lawful for us to put them into the treasury because these were the price of blood. Then they consulted together and bought with them a potter's field to bury strangers in. Therefore, the field has been called the field of blood to this day. And then the fulfillment was that was spoken by Jeremiah the prophet saying, and they took 30 pieces of silver, the value of him who was priced, whom they of the children of Israel priced and gave them, them for a potter's field as the Lord directed me. Mm. So I felt as though this uh, portion of scripture genuinely speaks to our times uh and i'll draw that i'm going to draw that out in in just a moment um uh, judas shows up uh at the gathering of the chief priests shortly after they had sent jesus to Pilate, and uh uh seeing you know that the outcome of his actions uh, uh, uh he demonstrates this measure of regret or remorse saying i have sinned and betrayed innocent blood the lack of compassion he receives from religious leaders, I think, is is noteworthy. <laughs> you know, it's just so what, uh, so to speak. Uh, what is what is that to us? They say, see to it yourself. It's it's unclear what they were suggesting that he do, <laughs> really. But um, uh, you know, the, the true actually, as I looked at this, there's actually an appropriate sacrifice for what he did, bearing false witness and. And that in, in Leviticus uh, 5 4. So, um, you know, they should have gotten got a goat for him or something. So, but um, the chief priests and elders' response to me really echoes of uh, Genesis 4 9 when Cain says, uh, Am I my brother's keeper? Like, see to it, man, this is, this is your problem. We have, uh, we're busy, we're, we're trying to execute Jesus. Don't bother me right now. Mm. Uh, it, their, their silly obsession not to take the money uh, because it was the price of blood demonstrates what, what I call a, a selective righteousness or mm. a selective morality. I mean, here they are walking in the most, the most abject unrighteousness mm -hmm. by, by executing an innocent man, right? Mm. And, and so all of a sudden, they become extremely moral. <laughs> that, oh, wait a minute, we, 
We can't take that uh, money because uh, it's uh, it's blood money. They even admit that it's blood. That is what they're doing because this is blood money. Mm. And I think that's an interesting point that they admit that this was, you know, yeah. taken wrongly. It was taken almost saying, yeah, he's innocent, but we don't care. We're, we're going to kill him anyway. Yeah. Um, and in our times, uh, we, we see this all around us. Uh, the step, uh, people uh, stepped out in, in selective righteousness, demonstrating an elevated piety in, in some aspects of life, mm. uh, of thought and action, while ignoring longstanding standards of righteousness in other aspects of life. It's, it's what I call a, a, a pick and choose morality or a pick and choose righteousness. And people do it with the, with the scriptures all the time. Yeah. Cherry picking the scriptures and and saying, well, I agree with this, but not with that. As you know, as as if you have the the authority or the 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 latitude or the right to do that. Um, and uh, people saying, well, I think that Jesus was a great guy, and I think that he, you know, his his teachings were were very good, but of course, not all of them, you know, because that that silly stuff about about sexual immorality or not to even look at a woman with lust in your eyes. Mm. We'll, we'll just jettison that. Um, I'll just take the stuff that, that I like and, um, and leave the rest behind. And, and that's not really an option in, in God's uh, economy. Yeah, um, I love the, uh, I mean, the, the spiritual underpinnings of this and this, uh, the selective, uh, the selective uh, righteousness and, uh, you know, what's happening in the, in the narrative here. Um, uh, if you recall, um, when at the Last Supper, um, when when Judas um, goes to to betray Jesus, um, the scriptures tell us that you know the, Satan put in his heart to betray Jesus. So he was he was tempted to you know basically betray Jesus. Um, he's still personally responsible. Let's not get it twisted. Um, but he did. He was affected by the enemy to to do what he did. And after it was done, um, he has this moment of regret. The enemy's done his work and he's like, see you later, Judas. And now Judas is like, you know, realizes his sin um, and basically is, is trying to come clean to the religious leaders of the time who obviously are being influenced by the enemy as well because of the, the the false trial that they put on for jesus and when this person comes to them in repentance they make a suggestion that you know it's a subtle veil at uh you know a suggestion of suicide you know see to it yourself um you know take care of it yourself the final solution and and you know then they they you know this confusion over um you know oh it's uh, this unrighteous like as we as you guys said it's sort of like an admission of their guilt um that the money that he's trying to give them uh is is blood money and they're the ones who are going to cause the blood to flow so it's it's you know it's stark um how the enemy can come in and uh you know have people try to try to uh be righteous in one sense and then you know be totally corrupt and uh you know following the the demonic leanings of the enemy and in the next sense it's it's uh it really shows that uh it was a dark day pastor bob in your um church life have you you know encountered these folk that want to do the the pick and choose 
Oh yeah, Cole's the smuggest part of Christianity. No, that's good. I'll take a little bit of this. No, I don't want that. I don't like that. I'll take this. Right. Yeah, pick and choose. But like you said, we have no right to do that. Right. You know, it's all truth. Mm -hmm. All to come under it. And that's where grace comes in. People say, well, I can't forgive. I can't do this. Well, if you ask God for grace to help you, you can't do anything he tells us to do. Mm -hmm. Amen. That's a good Amen. word. I agree. Amen. I totally agree. Uh, we've got some young folk with us this morning. Uh, uh, how about you guys? You want to weigh in on this? Are you seeing this happening in the world around you? Like uh, where people are acting, uh, uh, you know, they acting all righteous. What about the mask thing? Let me let me just throw that out there. People are acting very pious with the mask. Like I'm I'm wearing a mask to save the world. You know, so I don't infect the rest of the world. But then they're doing all kinds of foolishness. What do you got, Liza? Um, I see people at work complaining that uh, if you're not vaccinated, you know, wear a mask and everything like that. And yet for their coffee, they say they share the same spoon to, to stir their coffee <laughs> and put the sugar in and stuff like that. So wow. it's just yeah. stuff like that. It, it doesn't make sense. It's just... Right. It is what it is, I guess, but mm. unfortunate. That's right. Right. These are some of the things that were, like I said, Susanna and I, we talk about these silly, and it doesn't make sense, as you said. Uh, and um, it's hard to process. How about you, kiddo? You got anything this morning? Okay. Uh, well, moving on, we see that the, the purchase of the, the potter's field was prophesied in, in Zechariah 11, 12. And in Jeremiah 32, uh, 6 to 9. And this is further uh, evidence of, of God's meticulous authorship. Uh, we talked about that last week uh, when we were speaking of the narrative. And uh, a narrative has an author. In this case, the author of the scriptures is, is uh, the Lord himself, the Lord God himself. He has uh, very meticulously uh, authored this. And, and everything is going to be according to his will. Not one jot or tittle uh, is going to is going to pass away, uh, or be out of place, so to speak, um, in his in his divine order. It's it's worthy to note. I thought that that anytime you in, engage or might uh, have a run in with the Mormons or the Jehovah Witnesses uh, who insist that Jesus never claimed to be God, it was the primary charge of blasphemy that was against him by the chief priests and elders. As, as early as John 5.18, when Jesus first comes to Jerusalem, um, it says, therefore, the Jews sought all the more to kill him because not only he broke the Sabbath, but he also said that God was his father, making himself equal with God. Mm -hmm. So that's the, that's the linchpin right there. Um, the equality, uh, the mm -hmm. unbroken agreement and equality between the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. There's, there's consubstantiality. There's, there's, there's equality. There's oneness. Yet there is a distinction at the same time. Um, if you want to try to figure that out, uh, good luck with that, okay? Because at the end of it, all you're ever going to end up saying is, I don't 
profess to know anything except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Right. Really, because and, and, and as your next on your next point on the uh, the outline it says the Sanhedrin charge of blasphemy was meaningless to Pilate. However, so they accused Jesus of sedition by claiming to be a king. Um, exactly. So yeah. so it was this strange mix of church and state. They had to yeah. come together to to do this uh, the, to do this deed, um, uh, you know. Basically, the the primary charge the Jews brought him before Pilate. Pilate wasn't looking for Jesus, um, right. you know. They knew of him and they knew he was a you know a possibly a problem, but uh, it was it was the Jews that 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 had the problem with Jesus mostly. Why? Because he spoke with authority. Um, and he represented uh, the you know God himself, and you know to them that was blasphemy um, because they didn't want to recognize, they didn't want to surrender their authority to him, um, and uh, you know uh, claimed that he was you know a madman or whatever, and 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 not you know uh, used used fear to motivate Pilate to uh, to make his his decision. Um, you know, he said, well, if, you know, if, if you, if you don't take care of this guy, you're not a friend of Caesar, which meant they would turn him into Caesar and, you know, he, his goose would be cooked basically. So it's, yeah, it's right, all right. this, this strange mix of, of selective morality, intimidation and, 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 and authority and control that didn't want to be, you know, surrendered, uh, that, that created the perfect storm, uh, to do God's will and have Christ, you know, super, uh, crucified. All right. Sure. Sure. Um, yeah. Uh, just wanted to, uh, yes, add uh, to that, that indeed, uh, again, to emphasize the Sanhedrin did not have the authority to, uh, ex to bring the death penalty and that the charge of blasphemy was, uh, was meaningless to Pilate because he was not a Jew. No. He was, uh, set in office by Tiberius Caesar. He, he, uh, uh uh, was uh, um, overseer or governor uh, of, a, of a large swath of, of area, mm. typically Jerusalem for the festival because of the crowds. Uh, and the Romans, the Romans were never really, you know, the Romans were very pragmatic in terms of uh, the way they ruled and conquered. They, they let people keep their religion. Uh, they yeah. just said, you also have to say that Caesar is Lord. Um, so yeah. you can keep your gods or whatever you got. So we don't really care as long as you recognize the authority of Caesar. Um, so, so yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it dem this demonstrates again. I think somebody already mentioned it, but the hypocrisy of the Sanhedrin that they were that they were willing to change the charge, mm -hmm. uh, come up with just anything, say anything in order to uh, to uh, stir up Pilate in order to um, uh, bring forth the death penalty. So, and in verse eleven, we've got a, a, a long swath of, of scripture that I'd, I'd like to read through and uh, we'll take I think we'll take it in in sections uh, in terms of the reading but at verse 11 it starts to say now Jesus stood before the governor and the governor asked him saying are you the king of the Jews Jesus said to him it is as you say and while he was being accused by the chief priests and the elders he answered nothing then Pilate said to him uh, do you not hear how many things they testify against you? But he answered him not, not one word. So the governor marveled greatly. Now, uh, at the feast, 
the governor was accustomed to release to the multitude one prisoner who they wished, uh, uh, whoever they wished, and it came time that they had a notorious prisoner called Barabbas. Therefore, when they had gathered together, Pilate said to them, whom do you want me to release to you, Barabbas or Jesus, who is called Christ? For he knew that they had handed him over because of envy. While he was sitting on the judgment seat, his wife sent to him saying, have nothing to do with that just man, for I have suffered many things today in a dream because of him. Uh, Matthew's gospel is the only one that, that draws that point out. Uh, the chief priests and the elders uh, persuaded the multitude that they should ask for Barabbas and destroy Jesus. The governor asked, uh, answered and said to them, which of the two do you want me to release to you? They said, Barabbas. Pilate asked them, what shall I do with Jesus, who is called Christ? They all said to him, let him be crucified. Then the governor said, why? What evil has he done? But they cried out all the more, saying, let him be crucified. When Pilate saw he could not prevail at all, but rather that a, a tumult was rising, he took water, washed his hands before the multitude, saying, I am innocent of the man's blood, of the blood of this just person who uh, you see to it. And the people answered and said, uh, his blood be on us and on our children. Mm. What a foolish thing. And Pardon? then he released mm. Barabbas to them. And uh, when he had scourged Jesus, he delivered him to be crucified. So there is um, uh, so much uh, to, to consider. You know, the thing that stands out for me in that passage, Arthur, is the, uh, you know, they have, uh, and I've heard it preached, like, you know, would we pick Jesus or Barabbas in our current culture? Um, you know, the, <laughs> would we pick, uh, pick the, the religious teacher of purity or, or, or the, the earthly, uh, earthly guy? And, uh, you know, it's, and as, in they, as they did back then, you know, we, you shouldn't be surprised if uh, people would pick someone else over Jesus today. You know? Yeah. Well, uh, Pilate asks, are you the king of the Jews? John's gospel, a little more detail. Apparently, he asked them several times, are you the king of the Jews? Mm -hmm. And um, uh, uh, um, uh, in, in, in John 18.34, Jesus amazingly puts Pilate on trial, asking, are you speaking for yourself about this? Or did others tell you concerning? Mm -hmm. concerning? Mm -hmm. So uh, we always love the way Jesus answers questions with another question. Mm -hmm. I, I, we see that happen so many times in the Gospels. Um, and uh, uh, at, at this juncture, Jesus powerfully goes silent on, on, on Pilate. Mm -hmm. He's not as we would be, right? Kicking and screaming and, and accusing and, and uh, trying to make a case for himself and, and finger pointing and, and uh, talking about his own righteousness and how he healed so many people and fed so many people and did so many good things. He, he just goes silent. It, it, I, it's, it's a deafening silence. I just hear a deafening silence in this, in, in this passage of scripture. Um, and so Pilate says to him, do you not know that I have power to crucify you and power to release you? <laughs> you just want to say from our position, like 2000 years later, you want to say, really? 
<laughs> Come on, Pilate. You know, wake up and 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 smell the new wine. Come on. This is <laughs> you don't know what you're saying here. Um well, Jesus puts it in his place. He does. He answers. Go ahead, honey. He says, Yeah, um, you have no power at all against me. All right. Unless you know, it's been given to you from above. So right. he really puts Pilate back in his place. I think Pilate walks away from this, and I think that's why he really says to the crowd, you know, I'm not going to be have the blood of this just man on my hands. But Pilate also knew that if the Sanhedrin and the, the, the Jewish religious leaders were this set on killing Jesus, that they would make good their threat to put his name before Caesar as not a friend of Caesar. Sure. And therefore, Pilate would also be in jeopardy of his life sure um but you know jesus said i can call down you know a thousand legions of angels to sure. take care of me but it's the what the, what's happening here is not of you it's of god right the story is unfolding you. the story is unfolding revelations 13 8 speaks of the lamb that was slain from the foundations of the world again indicating the prophetic vision and the divine authorship so uh, this is uh, this whole exchange with Pilate is is very powerful, and it demonstrates, you know, Jesus uh, already engaging in battle with the world system. Uh, he's uh, he's, uh, he's he's battle ready here. We we know that uh, this uh, in Passion Week is uh, is steeped in in spiritual warfare. Uh, the segment about Barabbas is so intriguing. It's conjured up so much, such an ecclesiastical heap of mystery, I call it. Look, we got a cat's tail going on here. <laughs> uh, does Barabbas represent the scapegoat of Leviticus 16, 7 to 9? Or does he represent every man who uh, uh, clearly through, you know, uh, uh, clearly deserving death, is serendipitously pardoned in Jesus' place. Uh, the account is found in all four Gospels. Um, there was, just to be kind of the uh, devil's advocate a little bit here, because the Academy always has something to contribute, and uh, Cambridge University uh, wrote an article. It says, the story of Barabbas released by Pilate appears in, in all four uh, canonical Gospels. And uh, although the accounts differ in some details, a, a fairly consistent uh, plot line emerges. The crowd before Pilate uh, allowed to choose one prisoner for release demands the release of Barabbas and the crucifixion of Jesus. There are, however, a number of puzzling aspects to this uh, deceptively simple story, the most significant of which is the con contention of the author's uh, that there existed a custom of the governor to release a prisoner at the Passover festival. Uh, um, and um, it was a, a, a Roman custom, a, according to John, uh, a Jewish custom as well. Yet no evidence of such a custom in Judea has been found. Uh, even more uh, tellingly, Luke's omission of such a custom as well as his statement in, in Acts uh, 25, 16, when Paul was on trial, shows that he thought uh, such a custom un unbelievable. This custom is also considered by some to be at odds with the portrait of Pilate gathering uh, uh, from Jewish literature. So uh, uh, the case strongly that 
would never have allowed himself to be subject to the whims of the crowd, especially in an, un an uncontrollable one, which bordered on a riot. So he, he, the author goes on to say, for these reasons, many scholars conclude that the Barabbas may have been released by Pilate. Uh, the story wa was a, a literary creation. Um, I think, uh, of course, that is very much, very subjective, very subject to uh, um, scrutiny. Uh, Susanna points out, I think rightly, that uh, Barab, uh, that Pilate uh, more than likely saw his own position, was guarding his own position as the, as the chief priests and the scribes and the Pharisees were. Um, Jesus was a threat to their, to their religious position and their cushy job. And so um, uh, I, uh, John's gospel puts it, uh, or I think it was uh, Mark's gospel puts it well, that says Pilate, yeah, Mark 15, 15, says Pilate wanting to gratify the crowd, wanting to gratify the crowd. In other words, he he's just uh, 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 a weak leader, um, maybe strong militarily, but weak in terms of uh, caving in to every whim of, uh, of uh, making, trying to make concessions, trying to, uh, in, it introduce and maintain the Pax Romana, you know that false peace that that Rome was was famous for, was was willing willingness to, to cave in. So even as much as uh, before 1961, uh, hi Tammy Lynn, you're back. Uh, uh, before 1961, nobody believed Pilate was uh, even a person. Uh, perhaps we'll find some some evidence. In the future, that that indeed this was uh, a custom uh, it, for for the Passover for the governor to release a prisoner. Uh, either way, um, the integrity of the Gospels is not is not hung on this. But uh, the so just to return to the whole matter of of the scapegoat, and there is just is there is much written uh, on this subject matter. I grabbed a, uh, an article again that uh, it's speaks to, you know, it's, it's Le Leviticus uh, uh, set 16, 7, and he shall take two goats and present them before the Lord at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. And uh, Matthew 27, 17 says, therefore, when they gathered together, Pilate and said unto them, whom will uh, ye that I release unto you Barabbas or Jesus, uh, which is called the Christ. So there, there are a multitude of, of parallels between the two. Um, but it's uh, also picked up an article from William Lane Craig that says, as for the scapegoat, this um, hypothesis is misconceived since the scapegoat was not part of the Passover feast when J Jesus died, but part of Yom Kippur, uh, celebrated at a different time. Moreover, the sins of the people were symbolically laid on the scapegoat, which was then driven out, of the, out into the wilderness. That interpretation of Barabbas incident would make Barabbas, not Jesus, one of the bearers of our sins. Mm -hmm. Thus, it would be utterly inept theologically to invert 
the Barabbas story uh, or, in, or invent the Barabbas story on, on this basis. So uh, people flip back and forth as they do on many biblical themes as to the integrity of that. It is rather interesting that the name Barabbas means son of the father, okay? Mm -hmm. There was a lot of commentary on that. One commentary said that in the early manuscripts of Matthew, Barabbas' proper name was actually Jesus, so it it read Jesus, son of the father. So this becomes very intricate. Uh, You know, any good author, (laughs) and God is a great author, any good author weaves in a lot of uh, uh, brain twisters in, in the midst of his narrative. And I, and I think this is one, it's certainly not a, a portion of scripture that we want to camp on and build an entire theology around, okay? No. Uh, yeah, and Mark is in full agreement. How are you about you, brother? Are you in full agreement with that? Yeah, both. All right, yeah. hallelujah. Well, you know, I think that the, the point that it just points to us. Yeah, Jesus, I think you're right, Susanna. This took his place. Yeah. Barabbas should have been put on the cross. Barabbas should have um, died. Barabbas should have been the one that was crucified. Right. It wasn't. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, I think that's that's where we can camp, and that's where we can yeah. we can build our theology. And I think that that's where we can build our yeah our salvation on is the fact that Jesus was the one who took the place of Barabbas. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's, uh, Pastor Finn used to say, this is a, a, a law of hermeneutics, when the good sense of the scripture makes sense, seek no other sense. And we're just so good at that, of seeking, oh, let me find the, the hidden meaning in this. Uh, there's got to be something else. No, there, there is nothing else. There's Jesus Christ that crucified. You want to camp, camp there. You know, let's not get distracted by Barabbas and running around trying to, trying to figure that out. So, Elijah, would you take the ball for us and read uh, uh, verses 27 to, um, to 31, please? Then the soldiers of the governor took Jesus into the praetorium and gathered the whole garrison around him. And they stripped him and put a scarlet robe on him. And they had twisted a crown of thorns, they had put it on his head, and a reed in his right hand. They bowed the knee before him and mocked him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews. Then they spat on him and took the reed and struck him on the head. Then they had mocked him, and then when they had mocked him, uh, they took the robe off of him, put his own clothes on him, and led him away to be crucified. Yeah. So this passage, the weight of this passage of scripture should settle on us like a ton of bricks. It really should. Uh, I think, I really think we should read the passion narrative uh, more often uh, and not, you know, just save it for, for uh, Easter and, and that uh, Lenten time of the year, because the, the account of Jesus' treatment by the Roman soldiers is an ugly word picture of the depravity of man. It, it really is. And, and, and how can we not, how does that not echo into our present time and, 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 and uh, uh, circumstances, whether it's um, uh, the Rwandan genocide or whether it's uh, the Soviet Union uh, bombing innocent people in, in heavily populated uh, areas, 
uh, whether it you know was our our own treatment of slavery back in in uh, the 18th and uh, 19th century uh, the depravity of man is 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 mind-boggling uh, John uh, 2 24 and 25 says but Jesus did not commit himself to them because he knew all men and he had no need that anyone should t uh, testify of man, for he knew what was in man. And mm. Jeremiah seventeen nine says, uh, uh, hauntingly reveals the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who, who can know it? Mm. And the truth is that one person can know it, and it's Jesus. And in, in spite of knowing it, he yet uh, stepped forth to rescue us mm -hmm. in, in spite of knowing the abject depravity of man. And, and there was a, a, a Calvinist uh, uh, writer, author, I, I can't for the life of me remember who it was. It was just one of the ones that I get on the radio heard, uh, quoted. Um, but he said that, you know, the, the same depravity that was, is, was present in, in Hitler or Stalin or or just anyone, the most despicable people you could think of, is present in us. It's there. It's there, you know, and um, it's uh, very sobering to think that. Uh, and that's why we must renew our minds uh, daily and mm. displace that, uh, that seed of, of depravity and choke it out. Like we spoke uh, weeks ago about seed time and harvest time, you know, the tares are growing. Uh, will we give um, fertilizer and, and to the to the wheat and, and just let the wheat grow up and, and choke it out. Somebody said the, the only way to subdue a passion in your life is to replace it with a higher passion. Mm. You know, yeah. you're not going to suddenly, the light bulb isn't going to suddenly go on and say, I'm going to stop drinking, you know, or I'm never going to look at pornography or, or lust after women anymore. You can't just grit your teeth and not do that. You must replace it with a higher passion. And the highest passion that we have is for Christ and what right. he's done. And as I teach in freedom in Christ ministry, if we're going to uh, do away with the, the, the sins of the flesh, uh, we have to walk in the spirit and uh, right. seek to grow the fruit of the spirit in our lives. And, you know, that's, that's demonstrated uh, by Christ when he said, you know, when a, a demon is cast out from, from a place and the house is swept clean, um, you know, if you leave the space empty, uh, seven other demons will come back and, and occupy it. So, yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. So in closing, how much, how, how it must I'm thinking how it must have grieved the creator of all that is seen and unseen to experience this, what is the, the, what his highest creation has degenerated into mm -hmm. at that moment with, with the brutality of the soldiers uh, taking uh, someone. They must have gotten a glimpse of the, of the trial and the proceedings and some uh, 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 probably hearsay or, or a word passed down of what was going on here. I'm, I'm sure they knew what was going on, yet the, the brutal treatment of, of Jesus uh, by the soldiers just reflects the depravity of man and, and how that must have weighed on Jesus' heart. You are my, you're my highest creation. You're the apple of my eye. And here you have degenerated into the basest form of ugliness. And um, 
this uh, degree of depravity is, is what only Christ's atoning death on the cross could rescue us from. Yeah. That, that, that's all we have is Jesus Christ and him crucified. That's it. I, I have no other methodology. In spite of all the books on the self-help section at Barnes & Noble, I have nothing else, okay? I have only one statement, Jesus Christ and him crucified. And as Susanna uh, loves to add, and resurrected and sitting at the right hand of the Father making intercession for us. That's, mm -hmm. that's all we have, people. And, and it's more than enough, mind you. It's more than enough. Um, how much richer does Romans 5.8 resound for us, but God demonstrates his own love towards us in that while we were still sinners, while we, while we were right there in the vortex of what the soldiers were doing, okay? That was us, okay? There's many, word, there's many snapshots of us in this narrative, in this section of narrative. Christ died for us. Mm -hmm. you, you might add the word anyway. Christ died for us still. Um, all the more, you could say, just adding any one of those adjectives. Right. To, to, to I think uh, Pastor Bob's got something to say, maybe. Yeah. He can rejoice. Yeah. Um, Let's see, what was I say? No, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I thought you were praising God when you were raising oh, your hand. I was. Hallelujah. Oh, okay. Well, just, just a thought. Uh, the devil thought he had a victory. The Jewish people had a victory. Robert thought they had a victory. But really, who had the victory was God. Yeah. This is God's will for yeah. Jesus. Yeah. That's why he didn't open up his mouth. God told him the night before he had to drink the cup, you know. Right. And I think sometimes we're guilty of telling Christians that if you get saved, you'll be healthy, wealthy, and wise. <laughs> sometimes we're gonna face a cross. Mm -hmm. You know, we're gonna face a desert. Sometimes you're gonna be sick for a while. Sometimes, you know. Yet still in, in God's will. And I think looking at the world situation right now, all these people were playing into God's will. And I just want people to know that this is not at a, today what's going on right now in Ukraine. This is not out of control. Right. Right. It's true. There's somebody yeah. in charge here. And, it mm -hmm. is right. oh, yeah. and mm -hmm. it's, it's playing out all according to God's will. You know, men might think they're doing their thing. Right. But they're playing right into God's hands. So I don't know how this is going to play out. Right. But God's got a plan. Mm -hmm. always right. Right. He always has plan a plan. A. Yeah. He that always has a plan. So well said. And, mm. uh, you know, when, when man asks, acts foolish, right. why should we be surprised? Why should we be shocked when man uh, does what he typically does apart from right. Christ? Right. So, and um, wars and rumors of wars. Yep. Beginning of birthing pains. Uh, you know, I'm not uh, going to put a date on anything, no. but it's getting pretty sketchy out there. Mm -hmm. So, but we're in, we're on the ark. Hallelujah. We're yeah. in the ark. In the ark. We're in the ark. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Elijah, we're in the ark, baby. Mm -hmm. <laughs> start paddling. Mm -hmm. Everybody start paddling. May uh, stink sometimes. You don't think floating. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. exactly. Oh my, oh my. Well, you know, putting it, putting the stand in a very, somber lesson uh with a, a joyful note because happiness is is circumstantial but joy yeah is from the lord amen and we can look at all these things and we can look at the the passion yeah. week and we can look at 
the world theater and be afraid, but you know, we will still say, I wish you joy. Yes. yes. I give you joy. Yes. Because joy is what we are in the ark. Joyful. Mark, you want to close this out? Yeah. Lord God, Heavenly Father, uh, thank you for bringing us together to uh, gather around your word and to, to look at the truth uh, that you've revealed to us. Uh, people may doubt that the scriptures is, is not likely to have happened or whatever, but we know your word is true because um, your, your son, our Savior, came and told us uh, uh, yes. that it is true. And uh, there's many witnesses uh, to corroborate these four Gospels um, as true, and they're reasonable and reliable and uh, what we can put our faith in, uh, because it, it, really, it points to us to the way, the truth, and the life that is in, in Christ. Um, Lord, we thank you that you use all things for good. And even when man should stand up and mock and, and make a display to try to destroy Jesus, they, they just end up, you know, affirming his, his, his sovereign kingship. And Lord, we, we know that that will be seen uh, in one day in the future for all men uh, will, will bow. Every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And we thank you for showing us the truth, uh, that that's true for us uh, now, and it'll be true for everyone. Uh, one day it'll be revealed. Lord, we pray for the Holy Spirit to bless our respective church uh, uh, worship services today, Lord, that, that they would come in, that he would come in to, to bless the word to bless the worship and to, to bless uh, your saints uh, to glory and, and God and to be motivated to share the truth of the gospel with one another and encourage one another in their walking out their faith. Um, Lord, we thank you. We love you. And all these things we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 See you.